When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I'll dry them all. I'm on your side when times get rough and friends just can't be found. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Hi, welcome to your fear though. Here's my fucking cat. Hold on. Walking Dead cast. Where are you, lurker? That's kind of a long name for a podcast. There's a zombie cat lurking around my feet. <laughs> She's got to be dealt with first. Go right down. You see? Ah, what podcast passes tonight, before. starring Lucy's annoying ass. Lucy. She knows. She knows when I'm talking to invisible people, it's time to bother me. Hi, welcome to your Fear of the Walking Dead cast. Take two. I'm going to get scratched any minute now, so Scott will be screaming. But we're back for the Season 9 uh, opener of the Walking Dead proper flagship show there, that thing. And I'm here with the whole crew of Survivors, Mikey Z, Mike Zumo, Beth and Brian Hughes, everybody but you wave hello with your tongue so the people can hear you. <laughs> and I will slurp my tea. So we're doing tea, not coffee tonight. Which may not give me enough strength to fight the beast here. But we'll see. Where are you? Get up there. Thank you. Dude, I put her, put her in the friggin' bathroom. <sighs> no, I'm too much of a, I'll yell at her all week, but I'm too much of a softie to banish her anywhere. Can't do it. Besides, there's, she'll find something to get into and kill herself in there, so it's, it's in her own self-interest that I don't exile her in my anxiety's interest that I should, but my big soft heart wins her out, I guess. Well, I exile her because uh, her, her and the baby get the fights. Ah, yes. And then the baby's probably not equipped to win those fights yet, so... No. <laughs> Most I'm an I'm an adult male and I, I've lost some battles with the cat, so she, she swats at the cat and the cat swats back. And I always seem to bleed more than she does, <laughs> that's all I know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I not for lack of trying. PETA, send all your angry emails to cheapscottproductions at gmail dot com. I should check just in case we have an email. Well just start the show again and then and then you can just PETA doesn't have to know. Nah, you know, where's the fun in that? Uh, you know, it's, it's one of my goals is to be on a government list of somewhere of some kind, and I'm trying for multiple ones, so might as well get really, on. Really, it's just to get more than four emails is all. That would be nice, and yeah, we, we don't have any tonight, so. Keep up your progressive on. ways, you'll, you'll get on somebody's just don't get on the NSA's list. That one's not fun. No. Well, you know, they, they'll hopefully make my demise the quickest anyway. I hear they're quick and clean about that shit, so. I don't know. Anyway, we're off the rails, and we haven't met the Commonwealth and all the other evil people yet, so. Uh, we might. Eventually. But we're doing uh, Season 9, Episode 1, A New Beginning. Uh, we're going to cover the return, and then we're going to keep with our format of just coming back with the mid-season finale. Uh, and the, the mid-season return, and then the finale finale, unless they do something particularly interesting, which they did in this episode, but not interesting enough, lacking emails to continue. <laughs> but uh, long story short, of course, uh, it looks like things are like a year and a half-ish after after the, uh, if you know, by Rick Grimes' beard time and Judith, <laughs> and Judith time, which is a little more sketchy than beard time. But about well, any year, kind of child time is a, yeah, it's pretty subjective it's on this show. Uh, Maggie was pregnant for three seasons. Well, as you'll learn in the next episode, you haven't seen the the episode after the the opener yet, Mike. But you'll no, not spoiling anything. So Henry is exactly the same age. He is definitely not aged a year and a half yet. So he's already fallen into the the, the Carl curse <laughs> on that one, and will he'll, he'll be you know eleven for three years, and then suddenly puberty will happen, and he'll be seventeen. Or something to that effect, but 
Um, yep, we, we were about a year and a half after the war and did the whole three-day war or whatever. You know, I, I kind of laugh that they this was the big all-out war because if you go total up the days in the last season, it was probably about a day, you know, a week, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> At the most. Yeah, so the seven-day war uh, or something of that effect. That effect. Uh, but we kind of get the montage of, you know, where everyone's at and everything. And, and we knew that, uh, you know, the, the settlements have, have all kind of split up. And, and the sanctuary is still there full of savers, but it's being run by Daryl. Um, and Rick and Michonne and young Judith are all happy and playing in fields and watching birds and shit. Um, you think Daryl's feeding them sandwiches? Oh, yeah, probably a lot of shit sandwiches going <laughs> yeah. on around there. Um, they they do need food. Meat. <laughs> yep, and maybe maybe we'll even get a, a return of the uh, Easy Street song this, this this season. That would be cool. We're on Easy Street, and it feels so sweet. I noticed we didn't see Dwight anywhere in this. Uh, no, Dwight went off to find his episode. girl, and that's yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, he's yeah. he's out. Oh they, no, he's he's, he's got to be bring back. Him back. I, I would think they'll bring him back. I'm I'm wondering, you know. Well, we don't know if he's been taken by the whispers. We yeah. we just we don't know. But he would have been the secret. ideal person to be running the sanctuary. Kind of kind of secret. They don't know about the whispers yet. Oh. Oh wow. Well. I don't know. Uh, uh, to whisper. I'm wondering, judging from what we saw. <laughs> yeah. Because how far have you read in the comics, Scott? I'm almost up, I'm up to the Commonwealth, but I haven't read much of that. I'm wondering yet. if Daryl is going to take over. Uh, Kind of Dwight's role, maybe. I, I think that'd be a mistake. Cause I like, I like where they took Dwight in the comics, and I love the actor that was playing him. So I, I kind of hope he comes riding back in with Heath one of these days, and and Sherry or whatever her name was. Oh, Sherry, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so no Dwight, but Daryl's having an uneasy time at at the uh, sanctuary, and of course Hilltop's uh, just chugging right along. And we've learned that uh, that uh, dumbass Gregory actually called for like an election for president of Hilltop and and lost horribly, um, as we kind of realized he would. And so so Maggie Maggie Ree is is the big cheese over there now. And uh, Jesus is still kicking it. Uh, we we get a little glimpse of Jerry, and Jerry's got a girlfriend now, which is cool. And Ezekiel and Carol are officially shacking up officially. And Carol even gets a wedding proposal, marriage proposal in this episode, which is kind of in cute. modern English. In, in modern English, yeah. Ezekiel's toned back. The, well, Jadis is talking normally now. She's still kicking too, and she's talking like a normal human. So I think Ezekiel's fighting the. Um, I did. I didn't even recognize Jadis. No. Yeah, I, I would. I was, I was like, who's that? And it, it took a while to realize that that was her. She looks a lot better as a human than like a performance art piece. I think. <laughs> What's yeah. her actual name? Anne. Anne. Yeah. Uh, not June. That was from Fear. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone's got to have fucking multiple names in this show. Uh, so she's June Jadis. No, she's Annie Jadis. And June Naomi fucking June Jadis Denoheimer Smith. Yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> <laughs> about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, jeez, you know, they should have taken a cue from uh, you know, the the popular culture at the time and just had like one name instead of having to try to get, make us remember four or five. Where are the Beyonces and Stings of this world? Is what I want to know. And Madonnas. They've been eaten. And Jadis, you know, now has two names. All right, that's a tangent. But we've got no rudder here, so I, I was going to maybe read the recap that AMC had, but I thought that would be long and boring. But I've got a few notes and had some interesting... Uh, I, I liked the return. I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, it's still kind of overshadowed by this whole we know Rick is leaving thing. Yeah. Um, so we is. just get to kind of wonder how you know we get to watch the whole half season and not much more. I, I just read that I guess he's literally only in for six episodes, so that's it. Like, and they're gonna he's done before like the mid season even. I think I read. Oh, what do you think? Are they are they gonna kill him? Is he going to? Uh, I think they got it. Yeah, of, I don't know. Ride off into the sunset. Exile. I, I, that's what I think. I think he's just gonna say, you know what. I'm tired. 
I think I'm just going to be by myself for a little while. I don't know. I and think, he's going to take off. I don't know if that would be The smart money play might be to have a floating, you know, un, or ambiguous ending. Um, so, you know, maybe they could throw a bag of fucking money at Andrew Lincoln and he comes back for a couple episodes. Um, you know, if, like, the ratings seriously tank after this, which <laughs> actually this was, like, the lowest opening ever, I guess. Like it was about half of last season's opening, so that's not good. No, I think the I think the show is getting tired. Yeah, uh, I I kind of like where they they could go with it, but as I said, it's kind of and I think they have to get rid of Rick now, like definitively. I think if they're going to really move forward with this without him, they got to just end him. They can't leave him hanging out there. Uh, that's just my personal opinion, but my opinion's always right, so you guys should listen to it. Um. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, if they, if they don't send him off into the sunset, you know, him walking away, then, you know, it has to be one of the best kills. Yeah, it does. It has to go yeah. beyond everybody ate Chris. Right. That, that, by, <laughs> that by far is the best kill so far. Yeah. In my uh, opinion. I think they've got to because we know just from the press that they don't even bother trying to hide anymore. Um, that. Shane is coming back. Herschel, Scott Wilson, by the way, RIP. We just lost yeah, Herschel in Yeah, he died about a week or so ago. Yeah. Um, he's but that's all flashback. Scenes. Right, but yeah. I got to think that's either flashback or like, you know, welcome back, welcome home, Rick. Or, you know, it, there's got to be, when you're, when you're pulling the flashback stuff out of your ass, I think he's got to die completely, you know. Yeah. It's got to be the end of, that's why I still fear for Alicia over on the other show, because she's the only Clark left, so. Um, I mean, what, a, you know, we're talking about people who have gone that are coming back in flashbacks or whatever. Have we heard anything from Steven Yeun? No, I guess I don't know. No, the only two I've read are is Herschel and Shane so far. So, I mean, he can't be that busy doing Voltron. No, well, you know, I I would hope they would would pay the money to do it. Although I don't know if you know, if anyone, yeah, it should be Glenn too, because I mean, he was he's literally the first one to other than Dorgan that he to, met yeah. to save friggin' you know um, his ass. So. Um, so I don't know, and I suspect we'll probably get a little Morgan flashback too, since he's still on the friggin' employee list. Uh, but I don't know. I hope they don't draw that out too goddamn much, because that could be boring. Uh, even though it would be nice to see those people, I suppose. But you know, I think Rick and Shane really left things off on such a good note that he'd be like welcoming into the afterlife and shit. So I don't know. <laughs> It was he going to do, ask him how his kid's doing? I mean, that's about all we can hope for here. How's your wife and my kid? Yeah. <laughs> no, one of them's still ticking. Um, does, does, is Rick fully aware that that is, that, that, that Judith is definitely Carl's child? Or Shane's child? Shane's, Shane's child. Shane's child. Shane's yeah. I was H. Carl. I Carl? think he. I, I, oh, no, well, yeah. Carl did rip her out of uh, Lori's belly, so I guess mm. that would be kind of Carl's child. <laughs> I think Rick thinks it's he. She's Shane's. Yeah, he he actually made that like admittance to her. I think at one point, or or to himself. I, I think I think he actually like said it to Michonne a couple seasons back, maybe. Um, you know, and he was, he was okay with that as we kind of knew he would be, but I, you know, it's one of those questions, I guess, doesn't really need answering. Um, like I said, well, this is just like Dick Shane's ghost coming back to be like, ah, remember that's not even your kid. You know, you failed completely, dude. Uh, it's not like Rick any of your family. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully maybe they'll bring him a phone. Maybe, maybe they'll bring back the phone for a cameo. That would be kind of fun. Uh, there's just so many ways you can exploit, you know, the main character leaving that you know, I expect him to throw everything at the fucking, at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> and it's going to be probably gloriously cheesy. <laughs> yeah. But back to, you know, not worrying about Rick dying. Uh, we have uh, other characters, I guess, that have to keep telling us this story. Um, and I thought it was a good episode. We We had a little... We get to see kind of what I like to see as more realistic, realistic uh, fantasy world, 
um, where, you know, we, we get to watch the people deal with the actual problems that would arise in this situation. Not just like finally running out of gas, shooty, shooty. Yeah. Running out of gas. Although we, you know, they do, they have been listening to our goddamn podcast. I know it. And that, mm-hmm. that they finally kind of explained that, yeah, they've now figured out how to make ethanol out of corn and shit to, to run some vehicles, which you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they got it from Morgan at the truck stop. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we we know more. Nobody from Morgan's crew showed up, so they either decided to stay in Mississippi or they didn't make it to Virginia. Um, But, uh, yeah, and then we discover that there's still not enough fuel, so we're going to go pillage Washington, D.C., and I've just been playing Fallout 3 again, so that was kind of cool to see, Uh, and and go find some stuff from the the National Museums, i.e. some good farm equipment. Now, in the comics, didn't they say that the birds were overrunning everything? Oh, I don't recall. Because, you know, they, they saw that, that yeah. big flock of birds. Yeah, and it's... That, that's, think about. That's, that was some good stuff, too, that they're showing how nature's taking stuff over again. Because, yeah, it ain't going to wait for us to rebuild shit. They'll be like, ooh, empty nests. Yeah, the animals should be doing really well. Um, now, did anyone happen to see uh, when the glass was breaking... That there was an individual down at the bottom where all of them, most of them were walking around like walkers. There was one individual just walking normally. <laughs> yeah. No, and maybe that was a whisper. Who knows? Because um, they're obviously going to yeah. launch right into that pretty quickly. Or a member of the crew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lost grip that ended up actually It was really just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, was like, a good no. good set piece, and, and we get to see them go over the, the big glass floor with this, this ancient wagon and Ezekiel, a nice moment of tension with him, he almost buys it. Um, you know what I was thinking, I wonder if there's a zombie president still in, in like the bunker or the Oval Office. <laughs> right, well, yeah, you know, I that would be something to explore, because that would make sense for our, our current eat shit. You could, if think this ha- actually happened, yeah, Trump will be in a fucking bunker somewhere for the next 10 years and keep getting reelected by the people he dragged in there with him and you know eventually someone will either break in and eat them or um, you know they'll have to come out and try to take over what's left of us look 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 the once once the whole world has come to the end and they know the government is no more they're going to eat Trump for dinner okay <laughs> even his own people everybody is going to take a slice why would you want to man no, the man only eats like chicken McNuggets and diet cokes it must taste terrible it, it's not about taste it's about necessity they want him gone everybody wants him gone <laughs> alright now we really are going to get on the NSA's shit list so <laughs> that I'd have to edit service. that one out yeah um <laughs> Doesn't matter if you entered out. I'm sure they heard it already. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> We're not over the fucking interwebs that doesn't have net neutrality. Trust me, my life's been going with the NSA is the least of my problems. <laughs> uh, well, Trump will be the least of our problems if, if the, the zombie shit actually hits the fan. Said he'll be locked away in a bunker and not be able to damage anything out here. Or I'll just be struggling anyway. Um, but we'll be looting Washington, D.C. for all the good stuff. And, and that was a pretty good scene. Um, so of course the wagon has to get stuck in the mud on the way back and it requires the group to split up and give the horses some rest and we get our first, uh, major death of the, uh, of the season. Well, major, but we didn't really know who the fuck he was, but he was, yeah, some guy, <laughs> he was a plot device cause he was Ken, the blacksmith's son. Uh, he tries to run back for the horse, of course, and uh, and gets bitten by a walker, and, and they try to save him. Sadiq and Enid are there. Enid's been training to be the new medic, um, but he dies, and, and Maggie takes him out. This is a nice, this is like a big collaborative effort between all the communities, too. And for the record, I am not hiring the Rick Grimes Moving Company. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and when you see the next episode, the, the contractors aren't doing too well on that one, either. Um, but yeah, so, uh, essentially we meet the, the blacksmith and his wife who is Rhett Butler. Um, well, we haven't seen too much since, uh, it was a grace under fire. She did. Was her big show? Isn't it Brett Butler? Rhett, Brett, Brett, Rhett Butler. Rhett Butler. Yeah, oh, Rhett yeah. Butler would be the gone with, gone the, with wind the wind guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. see, God, that's, she had to go choose that fucking name, didn't she? 
I'll be honest, so I didn't see much of I didn't see much of Brett Butler when that show was on. <laughs> no. I, I I used to like that show, but but the one point I have about it, and I thought she gave a good performance as a grief stricken mom and all that stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of a dick move for The Walking Dead to write her character getting drunk to deal with her son's death because that actress has some like real world bad fucking addiction problems. <laughs> yeah, and it just even in an acting capacity, you know, maybe she was like, I can test myself like this, but I just thought it was kind of a unusual choice to cast an addict as someone who's going to be drinking on your show. But that's just the addiction counselor in me being a fucking ninny. So, well, she's acting. She's not actually drinking. I'm assuming. Well, I know, but still, even you know, even you know, she's method acting. Maybe she is. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it's one of those things. You know, you always hear about recovering alcoholics becoming bartenders. Yeah, uh, it's really not, according to my schooling, a very good idea. <laughs> it's <laughs> it takes a, a pretty rare will to be able to do that actually without relapsing. Uh, well, if you put yourself in a position to be tempted. Right. More than likely will be tempted. Yeah, well, long-term <laughs> so. addicts have like a 33% recovery rate. You know, that's like the success. That's why I didn't go into it, because it's like I can't do anything better but fail mildly in this job. So, um, yeah, I, <laughs> it's it's a very rare person that can put themselves in front of temptation, you know, a lot and, and be able to deal with it. So, yeah, it's just my little, I said, I... I I'm $50,000 in debt for my schooling, so goddammit, I'm going to use it occasionally. Uh, anywho, and now I've let the IRS know where I am, or the loan people. Uh, so what else do we They have? know. Yes, they do know. Um, so, yeah, and, and we might add that, uh, of course, Gregory is, is playing. They have a beautiful, like, funeral scene. And uh, I forget what his name is off the top of my head, but the one good savior from last season is now, he was an engineer, and he's helping them figure all this, uh, you know, new shit out, along with the help of Georgie's magic book there. Uh, um, the, uh, the the black guy, right? Yeah. I don't remember his name either, but... No, no, no. Uh, no? Well, the Irish guy, presumably, because he, he does this Irish song at the, the, the wedding, or wedding funeral. I forget what it is. He was the one that, you know, Maggie, he kept begging Maggie for more food, and he's the one that won her over, and, you know, the good right. savior that stayed around, and yeah, uh, probably have it, uh, but um, I don't have the name right here, um, but Gregory does a nice eulogy, too, and everyone's kind of like, well, Jesus even says, oh, that was beautiful, and Jesus would know, and... Uh, we also have an arrival with Rick Grimes at the sanctuary, and everyone's kind of like, Rick Grimes is here, and we, we get to see that he's still being, he's seen as kind of a savior, quote-unquote, you know, and, and and one of the workers tells him he hopes Negan is suffering, and of course Negan's still in the cell, but there is some graffiti on the wall at the sanctuary that says, we are still Negan, and the saviors, saviors save us. And Daryl says that there have been, you know, other problems since the crops start dying and orders this uh, asshole savior Justin to clean it up. But yeah, was anybody, was anybody uh, hoping when when they put that uh, Walker up on as the scarecrow that would like be? Uh, oh, what's his name from last season? Oh, uh, Simon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been awesome, yeah. I forgot about the other. We during like our opening montage, we get like you know their the crops and and couple uh, ambitious people are putting up a live Walker scarecrow, uh, <laughs> which I think the scarecrows would probably just come in and eat, but whatever. Right. But Daryl's you know just puts a fucking crossbow bolt in its head and like, what are you fucking stupid? No. <laughs> have, you, have you not been watching this show? We don't want right? watchers in the inside. Uh, Daryl has the most the dialogue prison? in this episode in the last four seasons combined. He does. True. And, and, you know, he's True. getting the big paycheck now, so that's kind of what we were hoping. Um, yeah, and, and Norman Reedus can carry it as long as they give him something good to say. I mean, he can do it. Uh, let's see, back at, uh, so back to Gregory, because he's a big part of this, uh, this particular episode. Um, Gregory, uh, you know, is, is warming into, uh, warming up to Earl and Tammy, which is the, the dead kid's, uh, 
parents and you know brings uh that's who brings uh Rhett Butler Brett Butler um that actress uh, the whiskey and and tempts Earl too, but he's he informs him, you know, been twenty years sober, but you go ahead, honey, and uh, so eventually that turns into him just you know playing the uh, the sympathetic ear and be like, you know, Maggie, uh, I just think she's wrong on a lot of stuff, and and these the two manipulator, yeah, and these two basically kind of blame Maggie from the get go because he was the kid was in on this big collaborative. Um, mission to basically help the sanctuary, and, and a lot of people aren't happy that the the saviors were allowed to live and be, you know, and we have to take care of them. So he, they both blame Maggie in a way, anyway. So Gregory, this was of course, pre- this was pretty much comic accurate. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, it just happened a little quicker because uh, didn't he try to poison her first or something? Yeah, I think so. He, uh, I don't remember that clearly, but um, yeah, essentially he gets uh, sober Earl drunk and gets him to go um, try to kill Maggie, and they stop him without killing him. And so she goes and confronts Gregory in a great scene, and just yeah. I thought Warren Cohen was awesome in it, and Xander Berkey was awesomely weaselly in it. Yeah. But, you know, she's mm-hmm. basically, you want to leave this place, you can't even murder someone properly, you fucking loser. You know, <laughs> it just gives it right to him. And, and eventually we find out that, uh, you know, that's that's it for Gregory. And, and she literally hangs him at the end of the, the episode. So I mean, how many chances do you want? Yeah, and actually they probably gave him too many in the comics. I said it came a little later, and he made a couple, like, little wormy plots against her in the comics, if I recall. It wasn't that much later. No, no, but uh, it was... It was right before the Whispers. Yeah, and it was a good good shocker to open open the season with, I thought, and a good good strong ending on the the first episode. But she essentially tells Rick, she kind of throws the gauntlet that was hinted at you know, at the end of last season, it was almost like end of last season, you know, like Jesus, Daryl and Maggie, uh, we're all kind of like, you know, fuck Rick Grimes, you know, where he's not doing what we want. And, and then I guess they put the revolution on hold for a year and a half, but it's, it's the gauntlet was thrown again. And Maggie's just like, I ain't giving sanctuary shit until they give me something back. And that's the way we're leaving it. Yeah, I got the food, so I'm in charge, basically. She's like, yeah. you know, she called him out. She's like, you know, when we were doing the whole war thing, you said when it was over, you'd follow my lead, and you have not done that. You know, you and Michonne want to start your own little constitution and country, and, you know, Michonne's suggesting writing a charter, and she'd be a good one. She used to be a lawyer, I guess, to do it. But Did the show establish that? I don't, I don't remember. I think she must have mentioned it somewhere. I don't know why they would deviate from that. Not that I recall. But what was that scene that they had very early on where they showed her pre-apocalypse? Yes, they and did. And they were show having a lot of discussion. Apocalypse. But I, I don't remember if they specified that she was that she a lawyer. Was in. Right. They showed more about the relationship that she was in yeah. versus what she did for an occupation. Yeah. So I don't know why they're just leaving it blank out there. She was just a samurai, I guess, you know, in in the show. It was a profession pre Walking Dead days. Samurai. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the comic didn't really do anything with her being a lawyer until the Commonwealth, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. She was, you know, she was all about the badass. I don't know if even the comics expected to go as far as they did with her. You know, she was just like one of the first really badass characters that the Kirkman came up with, you know, outside of the regular crew. I think early on she had a one shot that explained it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never got to read that one. Beth has it, but she got it autographed and she's got it hermetically sealed there in a go. vault yep. down under the ground. Signed by Kirkman or the actress? By Kirkman or uh, the actress? It, it, oh, was that the one? Oh, no, you didn't get that one signed. You got you got Ezekiel signed. Ezekiel oh, by Kari. signed. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. But I do have uh, the very first issue of her, and uh, I was trying to get it signed, but she wasn't there mm-hmm. when I went. The uh, Walking Dead wiki for the TV doesn't really say a whole lot about her, other than she originated from a middle class academic realm family where she grew up with a keen interest in both modern art and literature. 
And uh, she entered into a relationship with her boyfriend, Mike. They went on to have a son named Andre, who Michonne affectionately referred to as Peanut. So no reference to Elodie? No. I I mean, they never said anything not in the show. I want to give a shout-out to one of our our listeners. I'm going to butcher the hell out of his name. Um yeah, one of the posts in our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group, uh, Free the Walking Deadcast. Search for that in the little Facebook search engine oh, thing, that, uh, and you'll find it. Irfan, I'm yeah. Saying yep, Irfan. He's the only person other than us who posts in there. Yeah, Irfan Ridehen, maybe. Please call or feel free to write us at cheapscottproductions at gmail.com with the f- um, phonetic pronunciation of that, Irfan. <laughs> I apologize. But he said he would love to see a prequel series with Michonne a la Better Call Saul. No, you know what? As much as I love Better Call Saul, <laughs> I wish it was uh, there was one show involved, not two. Because <laughs> yeah. if you watch Better Call Saul, it's actually two shows. Yeah, it is, but I, I love it. So that's a podcast for another time. I guess we could fight about it because you're never going to – you don't insult my Saul, man. Not at all. I'm, I'm not. I just have more interest. I just have more interest in the Saul storyline than the other one. Oh, not me. I love the Mike stuff. But... I do too. But anyway, I agree. You know, we could could do a, a lawyer procedural with uh, maybe you know in a, in an alternate universe where where our justice system is actually you know judge, jury, and executioner, and then Michonne can chop off guilty people's heads with her she can start swinging her katana in court I want to see a universe crossover with her and her character from Black Panther yes I mean (laughs) that's why I'm not sure uh, Michonne's going to be around much longer either because she's got that second Infinity War coming up and and another Black Panther so she might uh, have uh, gotten out of the Walking Dead TV tax bracket unless they're going to pony up well let me have I'm sure she already shot her scenes. Yeah, I mean, how long did it possibly take? She's not in that much of them. No, but Black Panther a little bit more, but but once you you know start dipping in those movie waters, you want to keep trying to get in those movie waters so you free up some time. Maybe I don't know. Um, I was not sure there's a lot for her to do once they bump off Rick. I guess she takes care of she's mommy to Judith at that point, but um, yeah, they've, I'm they've she'll kinda, take. She'll take over Alexandria, probably. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, and she's a lawyer. She's a great politician. Yeah, well, she's she's you know, I guess they're kind of maneuvering her to pen the the next constitution. I'll charge. I mean, but really, she's the woman <laughs> whispering in the ear of Rick anyway about what should shouldn't happen. She's kind of nudging him in the direction she wants him to go. And to go so far, he's him. just. Yeah, I've said all along, it needs to go back to punching him. (laughs) That's the only thing Rick Grimes listens to. (laughs) All right, off track. Uh, So that is about my only track. But um, actually, the the episode uh, was called A New Beginning, of course, but I'm going to call this this whole season already Bridge on the River Y. Right. Because uh, just that's what we're gonna have. Is this, this bridge is gonna be our giant sledgehammer metaphor for for the entire season? I'm thinking, um, at least until Rick Grimes, maybe Rick Grimes will blow up the bridge with himself tied to it. That would be kind of neat. Uh, I, I'd pay for that, um, you know, or just do the "What have I done?" You know, Alec Guinness uh, anguish. Because you got to know that bridge is going to get built and come back down again. I mean, am I right? <laughs> it's... I keep having oh, to remind myself not to say certain things because, man, I, I just want to jump ahead. <laughs> I know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I know there's going to be a lot of threat of the bridge getting destroyed, but I don't think it's actually going to. I think the bridge is going to succeed. Maybe. And it'll be, yeah, it's got to be tied to Rick's eventual fate, too, somehow. We'll get to see it. Yeah, well, they'll destroy it the episode after he dies. He'll get to see it built, and that'll be it for him, and then then someone will blow it up or something, or Whispers will take it down. Uh, most surprised they're going to jump into that. Play, um, this is where you interject uh, Bridge Over Waters, maybe? <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> What's that confounded bridge? Thoughts, predictions for the whole season? Um, well, I'll say it was a good way to start the season. Um, I heard before it aired 
a lot of people saying good things about it. Now, apparently, if you get AMC Premiere, you can watch the new episodes 24 hours early. Yeah, I, well, I don't, but I did, yeah. But, right. yeah, but, but the, you know, so there was a lot of advanced words saying it was a really good episode. I thought it would move a little faster, <laughs> but I, I understand why they need to keep the pace they got. And see, but I agree, too. I think it was slow um, for the first 20, 30 minutes, really. Yeah, you got to do the yeah. catch up, you know, with a time jump like that. You got to do the catch up shit. So, you know, I'm not talking about condiments, although with, uh, yeah, but, I mean, with Jerry and, and Carol and Ezekiel, there may be condiments involved. We don't know. Uh, or was that? Never mind. Wow. Killed the room just like that. Not in the good way. Well, I, I've got a question for you. Knowing what I do know, who do you think that there's going to be somebody in the cast to take the place of Carl and what Carl's role is supposed to be? Oh, God, I guess Henry, because we're, you know, well. I, I think he's too young for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, could, I could see Enid, maybe. No, it, it, no, Enid has something else completely going on. Uh, uh. Yeah, I guess she would, I mean, kind of be logic. Oh, we, we have baby. Mike? Oh, am, I, am I not muted? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. <laughs> oh, my baby. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I actually thought they would maybe recast Henry. I think I even said that last season on the podcast, that I, I thought if they were going to do, like, a almost two-year jump, that maybe they had to dump that actor and get someone a little older. Um but as I said, spoiling not very much from the next episode, you know, you'd see Henry is not aged a day. He's like X-Men fucking aging at this point. Um, so, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that actor's really got the chops to, I don't know, be the new Carl either, but I guess he could grow into it. Yeah, but what about the guy who, who we were talking about earlier that he's kind of got that curly hair, uh, came from the Savior's camp and kind of took over the role. I could see him taking over Carl's position. He's got that kind of the uh, that attitude Carl had about wanting things to succeed and just we all want to get along you know kind of thing that Carl left us with so I don't know. Maybe he Someone's got a mute. Eating their microphone. Yeah, Darth Vader's on the microphone. Yeah. All right, there we go. Thank you. Um, yeah, so if you say exactly what you just said it all over again, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about, is it Engineer Guy? The the one that came from... Uh, yeah, why can't I think of his The Saviors. Name? Yeah, I can't think of his name to save so, my life, but... Um, yeah, we're all thinking of the same guy, the guy with the kind of curly I think hair. His name and... is something like uh, Rory Gonna Be Dead Soon or something like that. <laughs> Rory O. Casualty. He he could step into the next role. I always thought that uh, it was possible for him and Maggie to have some kind of, you know. I think he's in the comics as, like, the the first guy. I mean, I I don't know if it's the name is exactly, but he looks like the guy in the comics that finally, you know, gets Maggie to consider being with another guy. So I think that's oh, what. Yeah, yeah. So I'm right about no. See, she was saying that last season. Yeah, she was saying that last season already. Yeah. So now, but what I'm what I'm talking about though, but what I'm talking about though is Carl was supposed to have an arc with uh, Negan this season, wasn't he? Right. Where yeah. Carl. Carl would sit there and talk to Negan day after day. Is that what Rick is going to be doing? I probably, yeah. I think so. I've seen previews of him having chats with him, and Jeffrey Dean's still on the payroll. So, yeah, yeah and I guess that's not going to go on very long, but someone will have to pick it up because, you know, unless they do decide to just execute Negan at the end of Rick's friggin' arc or whatever, which they could do. Um, and it really wouldn't matter because, I mean, he... Well, the, the, the comics did have a, a Rick and Negan arc. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, but I mean, even the stuff with Carl in the books, I mean, isn't necessary for for the show to move forward. Negan's not even necessary. He's just an interesting, you know. He he does. Yeah. 
sure. Yeah. He lurks in the background and assures Rick that, you know, shit's not going to work out quite like he thinks it is, which is how it always ends up in this show. So, uh, I don't know. Um, maybe Michonne, Michonne will take over the little heart to heart talks or whatever. Uh, as I said, or they could just, I think in this show, they could just, plus it would help the budget. They could just knock them off and you know, like have Maggie win the impending civil war between the colonies. Well, pretty and, much is, I don't know. It just seems really hard for me to, uh, believe Maggie be becoming, I guess, kind of, uh, the bitch she's becoming. It, it's just not. I, I don't buy it, and I can't stand when I can't buy a woman being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Is no, that terrible? She, I mean, she definitely has the motivation, and we see I guess in the first. It comes so naturally to me. I don't know. <laughs> well, we see in the first episode that you know that she's she won't even go visit anyone at Alexandria because she knows Negan's in a cage there, and she just can't even handle that. So, I mean, I think she definitely has the motivation justifiable to be that way you know he literally beat her husband's brains out so i don't know if you ever get over that especially if you had to watch it no, <laughs> probably no, you not never get over that yes true but that doesn't mean that you're gonna will your people into doing exactly what you say by hanging a man to death well that, watched, you know that's always been the conversation, though, in this show. Is like, and Negan's just like the living metaphor of the whole show. Like, what do you do to you protect your people? You know, how, how low do you go to survive? So, I mean, that's always going to be what we keep coming back around to. Um, which is why I don't. I'm kind of amazed that this show will be going ten years because I don't think you can do that that long. Uh, well, they keep on doing it. Yeah, but I mean, as long as it's. You know, like, I'm still sure we're going to see that the flip-flop with freaking Morgan on the other show a couple times, and that's going to enrage me. Um, but, yeah, it's about die. all you can do. It's about all you kill. can do. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. But but now I kill, you know, now I just let you die. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing the Batman Begins, Morgan, as we said last episode. But, uh Yeah. So who knows? Uh, no, I, I I buy Maggie's, you know, and she's kind of similar in the comics in that she's just like, this is my shit now, I'm going to do whatever it takes, and, you know, and nobody's made the rules yet that Michonne's talking about, so she's like, dude tried to kill me, he gets executed, that's it, you know, and he's had, like, many chances, so. Yeah, but I would have killed his ass a long time ago. I think Exile would have been more fun to deal on Gregory, really. But, you know, see him whimper and beg first. So, I don't know. It is what it is. And Xander won't be joining us again this season. <laughs> no, he will not be. <laughs> he'll be missed. He's going to swing all the way over to the CW. Yep, he'll be, he'll be missed. He, he played a proper asshole. Well done, Xander Berkeley. Well, that's what that's what Xander Berkeley is bad. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. but, hey, he's had some great deaths over the years. Yeah, I mean, he died in a nuclear explosion on twenty four. Okay, he saved well, he, California. He flew a plane. Well, yeah. he saved Keith Sutherland. Yeah, he yeah. saved Keith Sutherland and died all at the same time. And all the while, he was dying of radiation poisoning. All right. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, Bas- uh, what's what's her name? Is it Vasquez from uh, Aliens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to kill him in Terminator Two. Yeah, he got a knife. Oh, that's there. right. Yeah, he was yeah, knife, knife to his face. Dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's had some pretty. He's not Sean Bean, right? You know, but he's so. had some pretty damn good on screen death. Yeah. <laughs> you do what you. That's a good. That's and a character actor. He pretty much looks the same as he did in Terminator Two. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 aged well, as they say. I guess because. Mm-hmm. Fucking movie's like 30 years old now. Holy shit. Um, anyway. That's all I got, guys. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, it, it's it's definitely made me look uh, more looking forward to the episodes coming up where I wasn't doing that before. Yeah. Me and too. So, you know, I mean, it, last season I was just waiting for that final episode for the final shot to see the 
how the final battle goes because that's really all you were waiting for. Yeah. You know, and here it's giving you. And okay, now all you're waiting for is for Rick to die. I'm yeah. not. Of, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm looking to see what kind of things develop here. Get the um the opening credits to the show right now because oh, that every, like a lot. every year yeah. the ever the every year the credits have gotten worse and worse and worse with the decay, and now the credits are showing growth and green and not so much blood and dirt and crap and whatnot. Yeah, it's giving you, you hope. Up. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I really do like those opening credits. There's a little more 3D yeah. and some computer stuff going on and. You know, foreshadowing. We got the helicopter still floating around up there, and uh, hey, yeah, yeah, well done. That's the, next the one. It, no, the helicopter's in the credits. Yeah, the helicopter is in the credits. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, <laughs> let's see. There was something. Now, yeah. of course, this is a, this is the first episode of uh, <laughs> producer Angela. Is it Kang? Kang, yeah, or something. Kang, like I she believe. Took, yeah, she took yeah. over from Scott Gimple. Yep. And so, I mean, obviously, you see a definite change in tone. Um, so, I mean, that was I, – I think that she's taking it in a good direction. I don't know if that's, if that's all her, if that's what they were planning on doing all along. I'm pretty sure that was based on, you know, the fact that it does come from the comic books. Yeah, but yeah. you can definitely feel the mood change. Well, it's all about how, how the writers and her are going to handle the whole – the biggest elephant – ever in the room and that the main character is going bye-bye. So now, did you catch how they're still giving props to Frank Darabont? Yeah, they have to like contractually legally. Yeah. They, well, um, Rosita, she was, she was painting <laughs> over the sign that said, welcome to Dufresne County. Oh really? I didn't see As that. in my friend, Andy yeah, Dufresne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how is that? Wow. Hmm. He's probably trying to make him feel better. So he drops one of his many lawsuits. He keeps trying. Now I understand though that that the ratings were down quite a bit. I mean, fifty-one percent. Yeah, among, among yeah from last year's open. Forty-nine. Yeah, we, we've been trying to warn them. Uh, and this is the smallest opening since the first season. Yeah, yeah, not good. But but see that the thing it makes sense though because you know winning against Negan is a great jumping-off point. Yeah, because yeah. you can see that as as an ending, especially if you know what's going on in the comic books. You can sit there and say, "Okay, this is I can step off here. I feel fine about that." Yeah, especially if you're not happy with how they're doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to right. kind of you know the the TV addicts in us definitely wanted to get to the end of. Uh, but still, six million six million viewers for a show like this right now is better than almost anything except for Monday Night Football. Right, yeah, we've always talked about the, the ratings being contextual, as they say. Yeah, despite that, it being yeah. down, it's still higher yeah. than anybody else on cable. Yeah, it's still not something you want for your show, but yeah, eight years is, nine years is still a long time to to, to stay with this show, so that's why, you, that's why we're on here griping about how they need to make it more interesting, because... You know, as as I think Mike even said in private conversations, it's like, I don't know if we'd even be watching, and I've said on the podcast, I don't know if I'd be watching if I was doing it, if I wasn't doing a podcast. And a lot of it's, that's why we scaled it down from every week to this for a season thing, because I'm just not loving it as much as I used to, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try not to fall behind this time, because yeah. I will say catching up on Fear the way I had to was a chore. I, I think, uh... I think they would be smart if if the new showrunner is smart and Rick Grimes really only has six episodes left. I think you should kill him in episode six. I don't think I, I'm, I'm almost completely positive they'll stretch it out until at least the the mid season you know finale. Well, yeah, I mean next week. I mean we we know what happened last night. You you and I and Beth do. Yeah. Um, but you know, so next week should be looking for what's his name that we lost at the bridge. Yeah, uh, a season and a half ago, <laughs> yeah, or two right. seasons ago. Yeah, right. And um, so we should be. Able, we have one whole episode where we get to see what he did. No, we better not. <laughs> <laughs> we better not. Uh, but no, I think it would be the smartest thing. They won't. I'm almost positive they won't. But the smartest thing would be to kill him off in episode six, and then give us two more episodes to move the fuck forward. You know, get over the Rick Grimes. Kill him in six, have his funeral in seven, blammo, new story, whisperer, war in nine or, or eight, you know? 
That's if someone was paying me to write it, but they're not, so they probably won't do that. Hmm. But fingers crossed. I don't know. I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna do that big of a move, you need to give yourself some breathing space to to come back. You know, just dawned on me. Hmm. In the comics, at the beginning of the Whisperer, there was a major character death. Uh, well, there were a lot, yeah. Andrea, the way Andrea died. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, now it was I near w- the end of it, wasn't it? I thought that well, was near the end of it. Well, I wonder, well, I don't remember. I, I don't remember now. I was in the middle of it, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, I wonder if, uh, maybe Rick goes out in the same fashion she did. Well, we, we've got, they've, yeah, hinted about the, spoilers for the books, the saviors do kind of recongregate a little bit and become kind of a problem. Um, and, then, and then if they want, they could do a whole episode of them lying in bed. Yeah, well, why like they, not? You know, Like they did be, with the whole Death of Andrea thing. Well, it's probably where we're going to get fucking Herschel and Shane hallucinations. Uh, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, they're probably going to have the Whisperers take them out somehow because, yeah. you know, if they're going to launch into that, they need to have the the proper rage motivation for people to fight it back, you know, and all that. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you how it went in about eight weeks, <laughs> seven weeks, and that's when we'll be back. Um, all right, thanks for joining me, guys. If there's nothing else, um, let's wrap it. All right. All right. Well, I gotta go off and make a predator costume. So, ooh, fun! Oh, cool. actually, I have actually have a predator mask. It's too bad I couldn't get it to you, but depending on who you're making it for, the mask weighs <laughs> like done. ten pounds. So I'm not sure if I'd want to. No, I mean around. the thing is, the thing is, is that we to order one. We found a paintball mask that is a predator mask, and it's really oh, nice. well well done. Yeah. But now they're telling us it's not going to get here until November fifth. Yeah. Uh, so, so I guess know, you need it before that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd like to get it a lot sooner, and you know, it's just Amazon is getting flooded right now, and there's so much going on that that you know, even the Prime stuff is not getting here at a quick time. I think a lot really? of the Prime stuff wouldn't get here until the 27th. Hmm. But uh, so we're we're sitting there, kind of beating the trees, trying. Trying to get something local. Maybe Jeff Bezos ought to take $150 million or something out of the couch couch cushions and, and hire some people. Well, the <laughs> thing is, is that I could make it, right? But that's just, I don't have a whole lot of time to put together the costume because my son can't make up his mind what he wants to be to the last minute. Of course. Uh, otherwise, I would have started the costume three months ago. Yeah. You doing anything interesting for a Halloween either, Mr. Mikey? I don't know. I haven't had time to think about Halloween. This will be uh, my first October in the new place. I don't even know if we'll have any trick-or-treaters here. I think there's all of, like, two kids in this neighborhood. But uh, me, things, me, here been, things here have been turned upside down, so I'm just running to catch up. Yeah. I mean, Tina found this thing online where, uh, to make like glowing eye things. We, I have a row of shrubs in front of my, um, you know, hedges. Yes, I, I guess shrubs and I will tell you accurate. this: make yeah. sure to cover it. Your your like paper towel things or yeah. your toilet things with. Yeah. Um, make sure to cover them with um, see through tape. You know the ah, yes. uh, box tape. Make sure to cover them with that and still leave in a hole big enough to put your your um, your glow stick in. Ah, good advice. And Thank don't you. break them until, right. yeah. I mean, like a couple hours before until it starts to, you know, really get dark. Yep. Because they don't really work very well. Yeah. We're, we're speaking code here, but uh, I'll explain to you folks at home what we're doing. Yeah, we're cutting uh, eye holes in paper towel and, and toilet paper roll cardboard thingies, and you put a glow stick in there and stick them in your shrubs, and it looks like glowing eyes looking at everybody. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to annoy the neighbors on the either side of my hedge and put them facing their houses too, so I'm, <laughs> hopefully will enrage or scare somebody into pissing themselves. That's my goal. 
I'll no, probably forget wait. about it myself and go out and, and get some food or something and come back and scare the shit out of myself because that's how good our memory <laughs> is these days. We single-handedly increased the traffic on the block. Yeah. With with our Halloween put antics. A, put out a good spread. We get close to 250 to 300 trick-or-treaters now. shit. Wow. And we are wow. well known in the neighborhood. Candy budget must be obscene. How, how much does that even we cost? We are every... known as the Halloween hot dog house. <laughs> yeah. And we've been doing it for six years this year. So yeah, I remember you guys year. always post something on Facebook that always yeah. good stuff. Well, yeah. from about June... And every time I go to the store for anything, I always stop, stop and pick up one bag of at least one bag of candy to go into the. We've got a copper beer buddy that that we use as the the candy bowl. Mm-hmm. And so by by Halloween, we've built up quite a store of, of candy. And like last year, we went through every single piece that we had. Um, but we had uh, a lot of people here that were giving out candy, and they were a lot more generous than. Like Christopher is, or, or uh, Grandma is, so uh, it, it it went a lot quicker. Where usually we have a little bit left over. Yeah. Okay. Usually I put I I put on weight in October. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> you're supposed to. You're supposed to have a big bag. Of, if not, you have to raid your kids' baskets when they come. Oh, back absolutely. Well, that's what like I had that. to do last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, <laughs> that, that's when you got to lay down. The, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. You know, argument. He forgets <laughs> about it. He actually forgets that he has this big bag of candy, and I move it into jars, and then of course. By the by, the tenth uh, of November, all that's left is Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, and I freaking yeah. hate Tootsie Rolls. Little chocolate turds. Well, yeah, I hate that too. You can extract teeth from your head too. It's like chewing friggin'. That's exactly why I hate <laughs> industrial putty or something. It's not the flavor. It's not any of that. It's just the fact that they are just so. It's like they're come pre stale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, probably, uh, there's probably like been one batch of them that was made in 1949, like those fucking wafers or something, and that's all <laughs> there's ever existed. Well, as I understand it, Aaron Henley loves them more than anything in the world, so send all your Tootsie Rolls to him. I tempt him to send him like a 10-pound bag or something <laughs> just to do it. <laughs> anyway all right we'll be back at the end of this uh half season folks to to let you know what we thought and, and i'm ca- cautiously optimistic um feeling a lot less stressed now with the new format that i don't have to deal with it every week and, and pretend how enraged or figure out how enraged i'm going to be every single week i can save it up so now there i repress it now i repress it every week and uh, i'll release it in one big giant eight week burst on the next podcast so so it's not up to on, you <laughs> walking yeah, no, dead. Not, not on the subject here but when uh i mean uh we've got another show coming out that's um, is it weekly heroics you're gonna put it on probably yeah yeah the titans uh titans podcast oh, that was so great coming soon after this on weekly heroics the hughes family did one for us i don't think me and hero are going to be able to schedule time together but uh yeah, maybe I'll, I'll just kind of write, kind of wrote my thoughts on the Facebook page about it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see after this Friday if we're going to continue to do it. Yeah. Or if it's just, you know, I mean, last week we had no structure at all. We didn't even really give a synopsis. We just talked about everything, and Christopher just, he ran left, he ran right, he ran up the middle. I, it, it was <laughs> like, it was like Look. watching Deion Sanders play because he was on both sides of the ball. Even Mama Light. Okay, I liked it a lot. I'm looking forward to hearing it. All right, that's it. Fear the Walking Dead cast. We will not be back next week, but we'll be back in several. So, bye now. Adios. Later. Adios. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) The sun don't shine.
Bridge. 